calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. It's been a crazy few days uh, with the election and my dog. I recently mentioned that she was diagnosed with cancer and I thought I had a little more time to find a doctor that I liked and trusted. And, um, you know, it just it got bad quick. But I found a guy that was amazing If you need a surgeon out in Southern California, hit me up because I got your back. He is incredible. He got all the cancer out. I'm so thankful. I still don't have her home. She's recovering at the hospital, but I'm happy to report that she's going to be okay. Makes me very excited. I I truly thought that I was going to lose her there for a second, and man, it was rough. Her surgery happened on Election Day, November 3rd, and I I thought I was going to jump out of my skin that day, truly. I waited till about six o'clock to record this intro because I thought that, you know, maybe we'd have the results. Uh, We still don't yet at this point when I'm recording it. Maybe when you're listening to it, you'll have the results. I'll have the results. Everyone will. And look, we knew this was going to happen. We knew that it was going to take longer than normal because there were so many mail-in ballots because of the pandemic, because people were taking precautions and voting early. We knew that this is how it was going to shake out. And, you know, I was prepared. I know some people weren't and some people were up late freaking out, but I was prepared for this. And um, it's going to be okay. I have faith. I think Biden's going to win. I hope so. (laughs) I think he is. I think we got it, guys. I think we did it. Anyway, today on the show, we have my good friend, Matthew Underwood. You know him best from Zoe 101. He's a solid dude. And uh, I'm excited for you to hear our conversation. So here it is. Everyone, welcome my friend Matthew Underwood. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I haven't seen you in so many years. How is yeah, life? <laughs> it is amazing. I mean, we could probably count the amount of years on more than a single hand, which is like too many hands yeah, uh, too for, many. for me. Uh, but things have been good. You know, it's 2020, so it's, it's about as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. 
I uh, I was going through an old hard drive, external hard drive the other day, and I found photos of us from like 2008, 2009. And it's just hysterical looking at like our teenage years. There's photos of us in a parade somewhere. I don't know what's going on in it, but what? it's bizarre. Yeah. Apparently we were in a parade together. I don't remember that. <laughs> I, well, we did so many things growing up together that uh, some of them kind of mesh. I yeah. know we did a lot of like walk runs and we did a lot of like, charity <laughs> events. So like I have like a, a lot of memories of us wearing different charity t-shirts. That's oh, yeah. probably my number one thing. <laughs> Oh, my God. Remember, we'd all used to, like, write on each other's shirts on the back of them and just write, like, obscene things and try to hide it from all the children we were around. God. Yes. I still have a lot of those shirts, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I have them probably in, like, one of those boxes that's, like, charity memorabilia. Yeah, exactly. One of the ones my mom was, like, a saint for actually saving for me because everything I tried to save they it didn't it didn't last very long it didn't last yeah um it was pretty funny though looking at all those photos we look so young first off and i feel like i've known you for my entire life which is pretty on point oh yeah i know it's been so sad i i have i've known you for i mean we're we're i would say about more than half my life i think i think i think i could confidently say i've known you for at least half my life yeah yeah which is oh my a lot. god, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And now every year from now on, I will have known you for more than half my life. And it's like great. My better half life too. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, wow. So you've been down in Florida, right? Yes. I came back to Florida in about 2010. I took us initially I was taking a break kind of from the entertainment industry, just kind of trying to figure out who I was. And I came mm. back to Florida, opened up a business. And um, just sort of started playing the 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 like that normal people life, which I I really felt like I missed out on. Mm, and it's, yeah. it's it's nice, you know, it's 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 nice and slow. But it, I it I was only able to stay out of the industry for like maybe two years, and then it's I like was a drug, trying. man. Yeah, it's it is like a drug. It really is. <laughs> um, started Jones in, and I couldn't I couldn't stay away. <laughs> Tweaking on your balcony. <laughs> just like i need to act damn it I, get me back into it give me some sides man just just like two pages man just like just like two pages <laughs> oh god but you've been you've been directing and stuff too down there right uh yeah well i do most of my directing in los angeles okay um for the last few years there's been uh we've been using this one studio in particular in la and in burbank california called castle studios which to me wait is that it, that building that looks like a castle in Burbank? It kind of looks like a castle. Yes, it's castle-esque. Okay. I, we may be thinking of a, I think I know what building you're okay. thinking about that really looks like a castle. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was that one. No, it's but but it kind of does. It's amazing okay. though. It's it's got this new technology where you uh, um a, a lot of people probably know that you know video games are made in what's called a game engine and mm. some people might heard of unreal engine they made fortnite they made PUBG, they make a lot of really big games and the unreal engine it's like a software program that you put video games together in and i make these environments like um the rooms or ho- outside of the house or um uh, inside a spaceship things like that, like you would in a video game. And then I can take those environments and we can use them in real time 
in a green screen studio while we film. So, Jesus, that would really screw with me. Like as far as like existential crises go, that would just throw me out the window. I mean, it, it's it's pretty amazing stuff. I mean, it, it gives us more freedom, like a huge amount of freedom. And, and right. it gives us the ability to shoot like almost, I haven't been able to do it yet, but the studio's record is about 72 or 74 pages in one day. What? Yes, because there's no turnaround time. Like, say we're shooting on one side of the uh, of the room, uh, and we need to shoot the other side of the room. Instead of picking up the cameras and the lights and all that stuff, we just pick up the digital world in the in the digital environment, and we spin it around 360, and we move the actors around, and then boom, we're we're filming literally less than two or three minutes later. We're, we've already done a full turnaround in two minutes. That is so bizarre. You're going to have to show me this next time you do a film Uh, there because that's wild. It is. It's really amazing. And and it's like, so the cool, one of the, my favorite thing about it is like most of the time when you, anywhere else, actually, when you film on a green screen, when you look through the camera lens, you see actors standing in front of a green screen. Like that's Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. In this studio, when you look through the camera lens, you see that digital environment as the cameras move around they're they're fully motion tracked to the millimeter. So when they turn, it it you know it shows different parts of the environment. They have a they have one on a crane, and it can just fly through the environment. And in real life, it's just you know flying through a green studio. But when you look mm-hmm. at the monitors and and you check the tape, they're flying through a cave. They're you know coming up through a window into your into the the classroom to to film this, to for the scene to start. It's it, the the wow. freedom that you get is just incredible. I, I love it. I've That's so. Yeah, I, I can tell. That's good. It's good yeah. that you found like something that you love and something that's, you know, inspiring you to create more. That's really great. Yeah, that's the key, really. Just find that inspiration. Yeah. So take me back. What what made you start acting? I mean, obviously, since I've known you for so long, we never really talked about these things when we were kids, right? Yeah. Like why we started acting or if we even liked it. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so, I was just going to say, like, did we really like we start acting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like we were just doing something and it was just there. So yep. what why did you start acting? What did you love it? Did your mom say, Matt, you're going to go act? Or did you say, Mom, I want to go act? Well, it was it was a combination of the both, actually. Like I started when I was six months old. I Jesus. couldn't even walk. Yeah, right. I couldn't even walk yet. My mom carried me in like sailor costumes and stuff down <laughs> runways at, at like the mall for beauty pageants. And Gorgeous. I won all of them, obviously. And, obviously. Uh, obviously. And, um, <laughs> and my mom got me into plays as soon as I could walk and talk. But when I started kindergarten, my mom thought it was a better idea if I were to, you know, step back from that and just focus on school and try to make sure that I was, I understood at the very beginning of my education years that education is number one, mm. anything else comes second. So she took me, she took me away from the acting for a few years. Oh, I think it was maybe like two years um, because I was about eight, almost nine years old. And I saw an ad in the newspaper for a um uh, an agent who was looking for actors and mm. i ran up to my mom and i was just like oh my gosh we've got to do this and she was just like uh no and i was like oh my gosh and she, <laughs> she tells the story as if like i twisted her arm until she drove me down there <laughs> but like i just convinced her with my cuteness and amazing acting chops and i was, and she was like yes so, <laughs> so she puppy t- dog eyes exactly 
And uh, and ever since I was eight, uh, almost nine, it was actually in July, on July 4th. I, I mean, I remember the day in, two, in 1998, uh, July 4th, 1998, that I um, I went down to Disney World for this first, I went to like a, an acting competition and mm. I, I got a bunch of different agents at that competition. Um, and the, 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 the agent, one of the agents that I got, uh, I have actually two agents that I got there, but the one I got and signed with immediately I still work with today. She's my exclusive agent today. What? That's yes. wild. Yeah. I've been through so many. <laughs> Me too. And I mean, she's always been there. Like she was my agent in Florida. And then when I actually finally moved to LA in 2003, she said, you know, I'm not, I don't have an LA office. So mm. I want to be your representative whenever I can be. But I know that if you love something, you have to let it go. And here are the agents that I recommend you work with. And they're going to get my commission. But it's mm. best for you to do that, and I, I, I really appreciate that my agent for doing that. And yeah, um, that's unheard of—an agent who actually right? is looking out for their clients instead of just wanting money. What? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she's she's a heart of gold. Um, Lauren Green and um, uh, Lauren and Tammy Green, their sisters, actually at with the Green Agency. Cute. Um, yeah, and then my the other agent that I met at this competition when I was eight was CESD and at the yeah. time C- CED. And they're the ones that got me on Zoe 101. I love them. I used to be with them for voiceover back oh in the day. God. And Melissa they were Berger. always. Yes, Melissa. She was so much fun. I think she left CESD, but my God, she was so fun and made recording in the booth so enjoyable. I just she, loved being around her. She made me, she made my time at CESD like just amazing i i almost left them like a year earlier than i did and it Mm. was only because of melissa that i i stayed because she like she was she was like uh, i mean i i don't know i don't know she was like a hound it was like every day i would be getting a call from her or an email from her and and i wouldn't just get voiceover calls from her i would get commercials tv shows Mm. movies i mean it was everything and yeah she was the bomb.com she always made it really fun I, we got to find her. We got to track yeah. her down because yeah. she was great. She really <laughs> so, was. So um, that brings me to Zoe 101. So CESD got you that. But what was that audition process like? How did how many times did you go in? Did you automatically know when you saw the sides? Like, oh, my God, I am Logan. I have this. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I mean, so, yeah, when I well, that, that that last question you ask actually is, is is interesting because I did. When I first got that script, I knew I, I like I absolutely knew that I was Logan Reese because I had already been work. I was 13 years old, by the way, I was 13 years old, <laughs> had already been working out at a gym for about two hours a day. And it was Mondays and Wednesdays, biceps and triceps, Tuesdays and Thursdays, all abs. You know, it was just like, I love that you remember that. <laughs> it was, I was, that was me. You know, I, I ate, <laughs> breathed, breathed and slept being the most awesome thing on the planet. Um, (laughs) and so when I went to audition for it, it was, it was just a total, it was just a bunch of fun. I was just, you know, I felt really comfortable. I was having a good time. And and I think the, the casting directors saw that and they brought me back seven times. My God. To keep, yeah. One time. Nickelodeon does that, man. They're the, the audition process with Nickelodeon is one that's just like unrivaled truly yeah. it's so long and so difficult <laughs> i think you know it, it's anything that's nothing great ever came easy that's one thing right. i've always tried to remember and especially with with stuff like that and when when you're working with kids 
you've really got to put them through some tests because mm-hmm. people especially when their best it's like behavior. that age yes like 13 is like one of those ages where it's like you're either going to be great in a couple of years or you're going to suck it's yep. like it's more like when you're like that 17 18 age when you're still doing that and you're like oh god come on guys please just trust me once just trust yeah. me <laughs> please yeah <laughs> I mean, I work with kids now. So, I mean, I, I, my first year after directing projects uh, with kids, I would say it dawned on me how much I already had respect for Dan Schneider, who the creator of Zoe 101 and iCarly and all these things. But my, my respect level went up by like tenfold because I was like, wow, this kid, I remember doing that. And now (laughs) I am so annoyed with this kid. I have to keep a smile on my face. I've got to have fun. You know, we got to make it educational at the same time so Mm -hmm. so that they actually want to learn from it and not just feel like they're having a boring or a a rough time being scolded by the teacher. Um, And Dan, you know, he, he just, he made every experience super awesome. He, he was, he leveled with us whenever he, we needed him to. And I take, I learned a lot from, from my experiences with him and I use a lot of what he did as I work with kids today. I mean, it's, But, you know, it's interesting, too, that you say that, because when I was on Victoria's, it was Dan and then the the um, director was Steve Hafer and Steve. I'm sure you worked with him on Zoe. Yes. So before I directed to the beat, I went to Steve and I said, hey, do you have any tips? And he sat down and had like a full on conversation with me. I ended up doing um, shadowing him on Henry Danger last year for an episode. But it's interesting that those are the things that stick with us, right? Like you mm-hmm. learn so much from Dan and I learned so much from Steve. And it's like when you're sitting there young and impressionable and you're watching these powerhouses and how they handle things, it really does get into your brain and you kind of see it all and you're like, oh, wow, that's how I can do things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and and, and Steve is just, uh, I mean, he's definitely an amazing director to, he's to incredible. take from. Yeah, he was, he was a huge amount of fun. I love the directors that love to have fun. Like they can, Mm -hmm. they're serious, but they love to have fun too. They can, they can play the best of both worlds. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. But okay, so you're on Zoe 101 and then, you know, your your career kind of skyrockets, right? Because it's Zoe 101 and everybody's obsessed with it. Yeah, you know, my I would say my career um uh uh publicly skyrockets. Like like so I mean like a lot of people know who I am all around the world after I got on the show. But I will mm-hmm. say it it's I mean it might might happen more with kids, but I find it a little interesting that when you when you when you're on a show or something that's about that's that's one of the only things you can do for the time being. Right. <laughs> but doing some other stuff gets a little difficult. And and I had I've had a few I had a few experiences where I wanted to read for something my friends were reading for, and I just couldn't because it was you know an either a different TV show or it was for Disney. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Don't do that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> actually, I worked for Disney a couple times while I was on uh, Zoe 101 while I was actively filming for Zoe 101. Um, that's amazing yeah how'd but you it was, pull that it was, off <laughs> it was voiceover work so technically okay. Okay. they uh they couldn't keep me from doing it you're right all right, right. Yeah, yeah i remember there's somebody who is i'm not gonna call him out but there's somebody on who was on victorious who after the first like two or three episodes he went and did a a movie that was r-rated <gasps> and it was like it became like a very huge movie and i remember talking to somebody on the show and they were like yeah i can't believe he was able to get away with that but i mean obviously his scenes weren't like r-rated but he like oh, said a curse word or something in it it's oh, just like it's a funny comedy movie that you know but um i remember thinking how the hell did he pull that off because yeah. i would have 100 percent nickelodeon would have shut that down if they knew <laughs> oh yeah oh my goodness that's i mean that that oh yeah Definitely. Well, also depends on like, yeah. I I I don't want to I don't want to bridge too much information to kind of give away who it is. So I won't. I won't. <laughs> but there's there's some different variables involved that 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 kind of keep somebody from being able to work on this or work on that. Yeah. So yeah, it's true. But they're a good show. They're a great company. I remember yeah. when I was there last year. It's just like everyone's so fun, and it just feels more like a family than than work over there. It really does. I mean, to the point um, we filmed uh, the Zoe 101 cast got together last year, this like this time last year hmm. and filmed on all that. The, fun. It was a lot of fun. And, and the crew that that films for all that is 
almost the exact same crew <laughs> as the film at the film Zoe 101. Yeah, and they all just stay. <laughs> they they're just one big happy family, and they they film right next to Henry Danger, and yeah. so. We, we it was like uh, half of the Zoe 101 crew was on Henry Danger and half of the Zoe 101 crew was on uh, all that and there was almost it was like I would be able to count on two hands max the amount of people <laughs> that 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 weren't there from the Zoe yeah. 101 sets. And it by was, the way, that studio is amazing. Can we talk about the crafty that they have because that is like uh, insane. Uh, they, it's just amazing. Insane. That's my <laughs> they favorite have, like, part basketball of the set. Hoops in it like. It's so cool. That whole hangout area at that studio they have now is so freaking dope. It is. It is amazing. I um. I. I. It's hard to get me away from craft services whenever I'm <laughs> I'm on set. So that's that's where I was hanging out the whole time. Well, especially when they have like gourmet food twenty four seven. They're just like yeah. filling shit up all day, and you're just yep. like, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm starving. We had Thanksgiving. We filmed uh, on the week of Thanksgiving, so we had a, a Thanksgiving meal for lunch. Um, one day we were filming. Yeah, I think it was like the their their Thanksgiving day where the crew spent Thanksgiving together. Um, and it was just all day though. It was just nonstop Thanksgiving food, Thanksgiving <laughs> right? food. And it's just like, oh my gosh, the trip to fan. How? <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry, I just can't do anything else. This turkey man. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what's going on with Zoe 101 now? Y'all have posted some stuff. The song came out again, a remix or a or a cover or something, but what's going on with it? Come on. Yeah, you know, okay, so I mean I can't spill too many beans, obviously. I'm not I'm not I'm not really allowed to give away all the secrets. Uh, but you know, we're working on it. We're putting it, we're developing the concept for a reboot. Um, you know, we've we've got a few I wouldn't say deals. I don't like to, I don't like to call things deals until I have, you know, a check. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 we've got some deals worked out that are, that, that, that make it more for young adults. That's not going to keep it from being, you know, super, super childlike, which was mm. a big, that was really big for me. I, I, I love working with kids and I love, you know, I act like a kid all day, but there's just something about, our characters grew up as kids and kids were watching it 10, 15 years ago. So they're adults now. And Mm -hmm. yeah, like we can like try to, they could try to make a show on Nickelodeon again, where it's for kids. Maybe it's a new generation of kids and some of the characters are involved somehow, but you're back as the PE teacher, right? Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) Or like maybe the modeling coach, because Logan, I don't know how good he was at PE, but you know, he was, he always looked good. That's for sure. Um, (laughs) Uh, but you know, so, so we, we had a lot of conversations over the last year, um, trying to talk about how, how we think, how we would want, cause like what we think it doesn't really get too much done. It's really about what, uh, what Jamie and the producers are able to get done. But mm-hmm. they, you know, they asked us like what we, what we thought our characters would be doing and, and what, what we think would be most relatable. Would it be, would, would it be a better show if it was kids with us around just helping the kids or would it be a better show if it was us as adults? and where we were and it mm. was it was pretty unanimous like there are a lot of funny jokes that could have be had if we're like teachers but it's it's it was unanimous everybody wants to right. see where they went exactly i mean if you're gonna do a reboot of a show make it about those characters again because those yes. characters are what sold it in the first place so why change the formula honestly to i mean uh, to be totally real the characters and the actors i'm not trying to toot my own personal horn but the actors <laughs> 
were the sh- were they they were the show you know yeah. like, yes it was pca that was on 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 a, a beach in malibu and it was a great school but we have an energy together that is so authentic and so fun and it, it like i hadn't seen some of the cast members in about 10 years and mm. uh, it was like with within a second it was like we were on set yesterday and 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 the energy is just so infectious. My mom, when we were growing up doing the show, she always made it important to mention, like, you know, she always said, you know why Friends is so successful? Because they're actually friends. And uh, so we, <laughs> She's right. She's right. And she would say that to all of us all the time. And and we we would were, we were actually friends. And and I think that it, it showed so clearly and so authentically to the audience that it's just infectious. The fun that we have together is so infectious. We and it's we the, the fans deserve for us to do that again. Mm. I'm excited to see what happens. Hopefully, something does. Oh, me too. <laughs> I mean, there's so many storylines that like, oh, like the the Quinn and Logan storyline. Just last week, we were all on a Zoom call together trying to to come down into terms with how like their relationship could be evolving and like what are the what what some of the thorns might have been that have arisen in the relationship oh my goodness the <laughs> of, it was hilarious the amount of ideas that they that they came up with bounced off of us and and we were just we were dying i was crying oh um, my god i just can't wait to, to see what they actually come up with like what they finally say like this is it you guys are together or this is it you guys aren't and i have to like get a bulletproof vest because the fans will shoot me if I'm yeah. not with Quinn. Well, because obviously it would be your fault. Of course. It's always my fault, <laughs> especially after I did an interview and I was just like, oh, yeah, Logan is like totally using Quinn. And they were like, <laughs> the fans went nuts. I like almost had to delete my Instagram because it was, it was so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's wild to me how people can be like still so obsessed with something that's, you know, like what, 12, 13 years old. Yes, yeah, it's true. But I mean, just think about this. What if tomorrow you heard, and I'm I'm not really making the comparison there. I'm just saying it's an analogy. What if you heard that Fresh Prince of Bel Air was going to be rebooted? I mean, I mean, I, I just you know I liked it. I didn't love I was, it, but it's a oh good show. God. I would lose my shit. I'm sorry. I just I would. I mean, okay, Will Smith is the only actor that I have an autograph from for my entire life, and I mean, I've amazing worked and, and my- shoulder schmoozed with so many, <laughs> and but he, I cried. I literally cried, and I I didn't ask for it. I did an event with him, like a film festival, and I was organizing a bunch of the the, the like bowling with kids, and he mm. was taking pictures with all the kids him and jada like gr- different groups would come into this room one at a time as a group one at a time and um they'd take a picture and then they'd print it out he'd sign it for them and i you know kept organizing all the groups get him in get him in and he would ask me hey you're gonna come in for this one you're gonna come in and i said no 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 no, no. I'm, I'm here working you know i'm gonna be professional and <laughs> when he was all done uh he was about to leave the bowling alley and him and somebody else came up to me he was like i know you're not gonna ask for it man so here you go and I, I'm like, I'm like, I was dying. I'm like, oh my god, thank you so much. And he walks away. I start crying, literally bawling. The kids are laughing yeah. at me. They're like, man, you're a baby. Oh my god. The only yeah. person I've ever cried over is Anton Yelchin. I I met him oh at gosh. at school once. He was at the same college I was at. He wasn't going there, but he was. His friend was, and we were all at a play. And Brett was with me, and he was like making fun of the situation, like, oh my god, Jillian Anton's over there. And I thought he was just 
screwing with me because he usually does that. And yeah. I'm like, shut up, Brett. Just go. Like, Brett. whatever. I'm so pissed I brought you. Um, <laughs> and then I look over and it was Anton and I ended up like talking to him for like 20 minutes about like the clash. I don't know why we were talking about the clash, but we were. Um, and it was fantastic. And I was like, that's the man I'm going to marry. And then, you know, he died yeah. a few years later and I sobbed my eyes out for many, many hours. But it was funny. We got back into my mom's car because I think we were both still like 15 at the time. And we got into my mom's car and I just started like sobbing. And she's yeah. like, what the fuck happened? And I'm like, I met Anton Yelchin. And she was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> Did he slap you? Why are you crying? I'm just so happy. <laughs> I, and the funny thing was, and ask Brett, I totally stayed like chill as hell until I got into that car. I was like so cool. I was, you know, vibing. I was doing good. I got into that car and I had a complete and total mental breakdown. That is, uh, that's champion status right there. It was. It was. I remember, do you remember Sherry Cherry and the boys? Sherry Cherry and the boys. That one is, that one's hard. (laughs) Anyway, I went to their apartment afterwards and my face was so red that they thought I was like sick and like I needed to go to the hospital or something. No, no, no. I just met the man of my dreams. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. So we've come to the part of the show where I like to um, have actors tell me a story about a bad audition or a role that got away. Do you have something you'd like to share with the classroom? Oh my goodness. I mean, just to be to be real, the the first time I heard about your podcast and I had to I was like loving your your episodes and I started to see that that trend of you're asking these people what their what their the, the that that audition that got away was. And, mm-hmm. and I it it really dawned on me pretty quickly my the audition that that I've always wanted to I always wanted to book but didn't. And it's been driving me nuts for a while now thinking about it. So, oh, I uh, yeah, go. I got it. Yeah, it's. I don't know if you if if you saw the movie or you remember it called Monster House. Yeah, yeah. Spencer was in that, right? Spencer Locke. Mate, I guess I don't. I don't remember the actors. I don't. I, the film. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I didn't book it, so I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> You're like, I never even saw it. I hate no. it now. <laughs> um, actually, but yeah. So I, I I auditioned for it a few times. Like I would say five. I would say probably five times, um, and I was obsessed. It was it was one of the first motion capture films, mm. um, like motion capture big budget films. And I had when I heard about motion capture at that time, I was my mind was blown. And and it it real really, my life has been a large part animation cartoons. Uh, 3D animation and sort of like, but I've been obsessed with the the concept and the ideas of computer technology in mm-hmm. in 3D animation since Monster House. From my from what the things that I learned during the audition process. So the thing that happened was I was doing great. Obviously, I was the first choice, and it was the only one they wanted, and that's why they brought me back so many times. Oh God, but- don't you love <laughs> when you're told that? You're yeah, the first choice. <laughs> So oh, great. it's like the like, kiss of death. It re- oh gosh, yeah. If somebody, if a casting director ever goes like, "Oh, you're my favorite that's come in today," yeah, just don't that's, even go back there. It's like, no, take it back, take it back. Don't yeah, say that to me. Exactly. But um, I on the fourth audition, uh, I think it was the fourth one because I went to two like this. I caught a cold. Oh no. Yeah, and I had I was 
I was talking like like I had a really stuffy nose, and no matter what I would say, no matter what I would do, I sounded like I had this stuffy nose. Oh no! And I mean, my mom—it's bless her heart. My mom is the champion. She 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 had she did everything for me, and and she went running around the town looking for something that could help unclog my nose. Like we went to a dermatologist. And oh we asked God. him, like, I'm serious. We went to like some other, like, I don't want, I don't know what the nose doctors are called. But e- um, what is it, an ENT or something? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think are you thinking like an entomologist or something. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure. Um, so, um, and then we, we ended up getting some medicine, some like nasal spray medicine from that nose doctor, and it was like, I, I won't use nose sprays now as an adult because of how uncomfortable that's that what that was. And it didn't help. It didn't even help. I still sounded super nasally. I was just so upset. I was so, and to, to lose it out, like to, to lose out on a dream job, a dream job over a stuffy nose. Wow. I, it just felt so 2020, you know? <laughs> it felt 2020 and you didn't even know about 2020 yet. Yeah, it really did. You lose your favorite job because you got sick. Darn. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's, and I've never forgotten it. It's oh, it's it's driven me nuts since, you know. Now that I do a lot of animation and I do motion capture, it's it. I, I think about it all the time, and it definitely mm. majorly inspired me to get into into what I'm in today. It's funny. I have kind of an opposite story like that, where I had this audition for like a tech girl and a pilot. And it was a reboot of another show, and I thought it went super well, and my voice was like super cracked because I was sick. But it because my voice was so cracked, it fit the character. And so then when I got the call back, I was like, son of a bitch, what do I do now? So I was like in my car, like singing at the top of my lungs, screaming, trying to get my voice to crack again because I didn't know what to do because they loved the voice cracked. And I was like, son yeah. of like, what do I do now? <laughs> and then obviously after the callback, since my voice wasn't cracked anymore, I didn't go any further. Yeah. Isn't that just the best? It's, it's great. Like, yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness! And the things yeah. we do as actors to, for for the role, you know, it's know. like how many people threaten to lose their own voice to get a job? <laughs> you know I mean, like maybe to lose Clearly. their job, uh, maybe, but not to get the job. It's true. Have I ever told you this story? There, I did this uh, indie film called The Kitchen. Like I don't know, nine, ten years ago. Um, but the role was like a Phoebe Buffet, like super kind of out there and whatnot. And I was like, they're never going to hire me if they just see my sarcastic ass walk in. Like, it's just not going to happen. Um, so I went in as the character and then I ended up booking it. And I was like, I called my manager. I was like, what do I do now? Because they think I'm a total dimwit. And he was like, well, just be yourself now. And I was like, okay. And I got to the wardrobe fitting and I was like talking normally and not in the voice that I had used. And the director comes up to me and goes, so um, I hear you totally fooled us all and you like like Shakespeare, like Shakespeare and shit. Like what's happening? And I was like, oh yeah, sorry about that. I just really liked the movie. <laughs> that's great. I mean, that's, that's skills right there for you. I mean, if I was the director, I would be extremely happy to know right? that I was just totally fooled. It works sometimes. Sometimes you can pull it off. Like sometimes there's roles where you're just like, oh, I can totally pull this off and they'll never know. Oh, yeah. And then there's sometimes when I think I can pull it off and then I go and I read it for somebody else and they're like, what are you thinking? Like, 
You do not sound British in that. <laughs> Those oh. are the choices you're going to make? Are you yeah. sure? Are you sure? That's my favorite critique. Can I just say that? Are you sure that's the right choice? I'm like, wait, what What does that mean? Do you like it or not? Is there another choice you want to offer me? Or right? what's happening here? What's happening here? Oh my gosh. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, how can people follow you on social media? Oh, well, they can follow me on uh, Instagram at Matt Underwood, I believe. Yeah, Matt under at Matt Underwood. And then on, <laughs> you can also find me on TikTok. I just made a TikTok about oh, a month ago. I know. Um, but I'm being taught how to use TikTok by... Um, uh, actually, I got an interesting story. <laughs> I, think another minute. Um, I got pulled into TikTok by ex-girlfriends who... Oh. Yeah, they started making TikTok videos about, like our past relationships and I'm, you know, I'm sorry to say this. I may have cheated on a couple of them at the same time. I like only kissed them or like took them to the movies. I was no player player. Um, (laughs) I was like, so I was a virgin till I was like 18. So, but nonetheless, um, I, they, they started spilling tea on TikTok and it went viral. There were millions of people that were, that were watching these, these videos. Yeah. My agent called me and she was like, Matt, is this true? And I was like, "Who? What's their names?" And there, and she's, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I, th- yep, I knew those girls." And she's like, "Do not respond. Do not, do not even make a TikTok." And I was like, "Okay." So then I hung up and I like made a TikTok and then I like <laughs> responded to the videos. And I mean, they're, they're they're my friends, these girls. So it's like now they teach me how to use TikTok, and I and I think I think I'm doing pretty well. You guys should totally check it out. It's Matt D Underwood. At mm-hmm. Matt D Underwood, that's hysterical. I I started a TikTok like I don't know last early end of last year. I don't know. I started it and I like put up my movie trailer because I thought that's like what you did. I'm like, oh, it's like Instagram. <laughs> like, just yeah, I'm no. just gonna put this up. <laughs> and it's the only thing I've posted. I watch TikToks now because I got into it a couple months ago when my friend Lindsay like forced me to. Um, it's great to watch. I yes. love all the like the political ones because that's just what i follow that's my my brain where it is but um it's great to follow i don't think i could ever make one though it's not the easiest thing in the world i found my i think i found my forte with with tiktok i kind of had to step away because we're doing the zoe 101 release so i can't i'm like kind of focusing on the zoe 101 content yeah um but I, I, I'm doing educational videos, so I'm not, like, just doing dancing and doing stupid moves. And I, I can't. Oh, yeah, I can't do the dancing thing. That's no. not going to happen. Oh, my goodness. My most recent TikTok is me doing the dancing thing, sadly. Oh, God. But, yeah, but it's, oh, it, God. it's good. You know, I look really, really good in it, I have to say. It's just, like, a superstar. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, what's his name that does the what that does that song? Happy. You know. Oh, uh, Pharrell Williams. Yeah, Pharrell Williams. Uh, he better move over because uh, I'm bringing in the moves. Oh it's goodness. Okay. <laughs> well, you heard it here, folks. Watch out, Pharrell. Matt's coming in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I hope to see you uh, next time you're out in LA. Oh, we have to make this happen. I I cannot I go back to LA again without seeing you. I know. It's disappointing. I'm so it disappointed is. in you. Yeah. all right we'll talk soon yay bye thanks again to matt for coming on the show i'm excited to see if there's gonna be a reboot everybody uh keep your ears open 
let's see let's let's pray that they they bring the show back get the gang back together Tune in next week. I have Dee Dee Pfeiffer on the show. She's in the new show called Big Sky. I'm super excited to see that. Until then, make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to it now. And you can follow us on social media if you want. Those links are in the show notes. Tell your, uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog to tune into the show every Thursday. And as always, thanks for coming in. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.